Hey guys, welcome to Level Up Rewind. These are throwback bite-sized clips for anyone that wants to tune in on the go. Sometimes people need to hear this. Like a lot of people complain about being in deficit. I'm like, why do it? You're choosing this. You don't have to eat less. Like you should be grateful that you've got the knowledge of how to do it more than anything than than worrying about a physiological response of hunger that's expected. So Mm. when we look at like entering a diet phase, like if we're going to split this up into three sort of different conversations, the first part being before you embark on a fat loss journey, something like I do with myself, um, I do with clients, is we make sure that we're setting up realistic expectations. Mm. Like you mentioned comp, comp prep, Danny, and I think um, that that's important to understand. Like what is the expectation of this? Are we getting stage lean or are we losing two kilos mm. or are we not even worrying about the scales but we're just trying to recomp in general? Like what are the expectations? You need to understand that for yourself Um, so that you can decipher between fact or feeling when things get hard. And then if you're working with people through nutrition as well, you both need to be on the same page when it comes Mm. to that. Mm. Setting the expectations, exactly, because to say that you want to lose weight is way too broad. Um, So you also need a goal. So do you need to lose weight to get into a weight class for a sport? Um, Mm. Is there a dress that you want to wear for an event? Like why do you want to be in the deficit? Is it because, you know, everyone has their reason and often it's a very deep reason. Um, So it's about... You, you know, actually asking yourself, well, why do I feel like I need abs? Will that actually make me happy? Um, But then from a coaching point of view, you need to give your client the time and the space to actually come up with their reasons why. Because their goals might change. If they work out, oh, you know, their reason, their surface level reason is a lot different to the deeper reason. So if you can have that discussion uh, with your client or with yourself, then you'll be able to set realistic expectations on yourself and set your goals as well. So it's important to have that conversation at the start. Yeah, for sure. And then when you're doing that, you're like, you're, you're talking about, well, what's the expectation? How long is this going to take to achieve? Like mm. your coach or, or you as the coach, like you've got the expertise in this. Like if someone's doing a comp prep, I'm like, cool, six months probably, you know, like minimum, how, yeah. minimum how long is it going to take to work towards this goal versus, mm. okay, I just want to lose two kilos. Okay. Maybe we could do that in eight weeks. Like it's, yep. it's going to look different case by case, but you really need to be able to set not smart goals. You know how you've got that acronym. That's something that I used to be like, okay, it's got to be, you know, achievable. <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. Like you've got to have some of those things, but then what does it feel like when you achieve that goal? What's it going to look like? How do you know that it's there? Right. Mm. Because it's easy when it's objective, when it's a number on the scale, but what if it's like, oh, I just want to feel better in my skin, which is something like a, a, I guess a goal that a lot of people come to me with is like, I just want yeah. to feel better. And that's so fine. How are we going to recognize that? Because yes. you're going to have good days and bad days. Um, does it need a deficit? Most of the time, no. Mm. Um, so it need, also needs to look at, okay, how's your mindset? Like yeah. how, how are we? A lot of people want to diet just because you can doesn't mean you should. And it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. It's like, you know, you're not ready physically or mentally to go through a, a significant phase of restriction because dieting in itself, it's not supposed to be sustainable. Yeah. And that's where people are like, oh, like we're saying a sustainable result. Um, like that's what we mean when we say like dieting in general, you can sustain it for the duration, but you're not supposed to live 
in that in deficit. A deficit. Yeah, you're not supposed to live in it. So I guess that leads into like our next point of having that time at maintenance calories um, and being there for like a, you know, double the amount of time that you intend on spending in the actual dieting phase. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, just to jump back, sorry, I know you, you went on to sort of our next topic, but around mindset, um, sometimes people need to be referred out as well because they're the mindset that they've been in might come from a, a form of self-punishment or they think that, you know, if they lose a little bit of weight, that'll be the answer to a deeper reason. So I really want to um, raise awareness for coaches. Like, don't be scared to refer out as well. You get a lot of people coming to you wanting to lose weight, which is good, great. You know, they've got their goals, but don't be scared to refer out. And I think... People don't talk about that enough. They take everyone on um, and that's where you kind of hear the horror stories of things going wrong and all of that just because a a personal trainer is not qualified for a lot of um, nutritional advice. So just know your lane and create an awesome team of, you know, therapists and other people as well that you can work in with. I just wanted to bring that up. Oh, you've just muted yourself, but we'll we'll come back. Sorry, I'll never do that. (laughs) As a personal trainer, you can give out macros um, and generalized nutritional advice. You can't give out meal plans, right? And uh, like the industry is starting to get really smart. Like I've, I've been seeing articles of people being sued um, by oh, there giving, you go. Out, giving out meal plans, right? Because something that surprises me is like eating disorders, whilst they're not, they're very common, like amongst mm. women, like disordered mm. ways of eating. Um, and it's something we've got to be so hyper aware of, of like, where's your scope of practice? Yeah. Because it does need uh, like inter- intervention and also does need um, outside help, right? There's a difference between someone having an eating disorder in the past and they've got the strategies, they've gone through the therapy, they've, they've got the resources, they know where to go if they need extra help and they're wanting to, you know, go into um, like fat loss phases or et cetera, versus someone who's still having issues, yep. right? It's mm. not appropriate for a personal no. trainer to, to manage that. It's just not. Mm. Um, you can mm. co-manage it, right? Like you could be like, are you working with someone else externally um, to work on that? Maybe I can support you with your training and yep. your accountability in other areas too. But yeah, really, mm. really good point, Danny. So important to remember. Thank you. Um, yeah. So as you said, it's important to have a time in maintenance and finding out where your baseline is. So maintenance being where you're neither losing weight or gaining weight. Um, And that's an awesome phase at the start to learn how to use your tracking apps or learn how to start to weigh your food or be more mindful with your eating, whatever skills that you need um, with your coach or with yourself in order to create an environment for dieting. So spend some time in maintenance where there are less variables. You can find that steady ground and then you'll know what to play with. Okay, do I pull back a little bit? Do I need to have a little bit more? Um, So yeah, just like any beginner at anything, we need to learn the skills that we need first. Otherwise it can be really overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. Often what I find as well, just from a coaching perspective, I often find that people develop a negative relationship with tracking when all Mm. they've ever done is tracked in a deficit. Like I would probably hate tracking too if all I did was associate it with restriction and hunger. So right. usually when I, if Mm. I have clients come in, they're like, yeah, just the tracking didn't work for me. And I I ask like, what didn't, what didn't go to plan? What didn't you like about it? It usually boils down to they've only done it during yeah. phases of dieting. And this is so traditional, right? The same yeah. coaching. People seek out coaching or they go into challenges or they do certain things when they're driven working towards a body composition goal mm. rather than learning to live at maintenance. So, you know, I think it, there's, there's so much value 
from being able to track your calories when you're at maintenance or in a surplus, the Mm. most committed driven people do, right? The ones who achieve the best results, they do. And often I see this because when we introduce clients to maintenance calories tracking, they'll struggle to hit them. They'll be like still adopting low calorie food sources, Mm. low carb potato, pumpkin, like Mm. all the low calorie volume foods. And they'll struggle to hit their maintenance calories because it's a skill that they've learned. And you almost need to unlearn how to diet, right? You need to learn how to choose salmon over whitefish. You need to Mm. learn how to eat chicken thigh over breast. And it's just ingrained from a long period of time. So when you've got to be in the mindset and that's what we're coming yep. back to. Like you've got to know how to shift gears and how to go from dieting to maintenance to a surplus without emotional connection to it. Like you're just eating more, or eating less for a specific goal. And that can seem quite like a lot of things that we do is data driven, right? And it does have yeah. emotion tied to it, but we need to be able to remove that if we want to be successful in a sport or in life or achieving a goal in general. Yeah, yeah, really well said. And then to look at it from the other point of view, someone coming from a surplus to maintenance, you will still lose weight because that is less calories than what you've been eating. Um, So that as well as ramping up your training a little bit. If you decide, okay, now's my time. I want to focus on my training and nutrition. You don't always have to go straight into a deficit. If you go from a surplus to a maintenance, but then we increase your training or work a bit harder. You know, you've got a coach now, you, you really push, you will change. You will lose that weight. You will um, grow some beautiful muscle. And we all know that the more muscle that you have, then you end up burning more energy anyway. So just by going to maintenance, um, you still can recomp your body. Yeah, for sure. 